Conversations with Daisy Jones. Conversations with Daisy Jones. Conversations with Daisy Jones. Conversations with Daisy Jones. Hey, let's talk a while. She the community voice with a big old smile. If you want that truth, don't touch the dial. If you want that truth, don't touch the dial. Community resource for number one. She's the best when it's all said and done. So go ahead, call on the phone, man. You're live on the mic with Daisy Jones. So let it not miss you, yeah. Better than the magazine, bringing life to the issue. Having these talks that'll bless you. Every conversation will address you. Every word tastes good like blessed food. This show gon' bless you. So get on the phone, have a conversation with Daisy Jones. Let's go. Hello and welcome to Conversations with Daisy Jones. You know, this show is all about inspiration, empowerment, education, and informing you about all the things that are going on. And I like to say that I am having interesting conversations with interesting people who have interesting things to say. And so this is another great conversation that I'm having. I want to welcome to the show Jeff Rickardson. He is the director of the Liberty County Planning and Zoning Commission right here based in Hinesville, Georgia. Welcome to the conversation, Jeff. Thank you. Good afternoon. I know it's not your first time on the show. It's been a couple of years. That's right. A couple of years. And a lot of things have been going on since our last conversation on the show. And so I wanted to just kind of catch up with you. And I appreciate you letting me come over, coming into your space and interrupting your day and meeting me at the table to have this conversation. So if you can kind of share with us your background in planning and zoning. Uh, So let's ask for people who may not know, what is planning and zoning as it relates to Liberty County? Well, planning and zoning is how the uh, the city, the city, whether it be Hinesville or Walterville or Midway, could we're the planning department for all the cities in Liberty County, as well as the Liberty County government. And uh, when someone wants to build something, whether it be an individual house or a business or you know a, a factory or something, they they come through us, mm-hmm. to, and, and we we oversee the construction to make sure that it meets the city or the county's building standards. Mm-hmm. And the zoning is also a way of making sure that uh, things don't get inappropriately located. So we have a comprehensive plan that has been in place for uh, more than two decades in Liberty County. And it says where the residential is going to be, where the industrial is going to be, where the commercial will be. So the zoning makes sure that uh, things get put where the comprehensive plan says they're supposed to go so Mm -hmm. that we don't have businesses in your neighborhood or, uh, you know, People living, people living in the middle of areas that are supposed to be industrial mm, areas mm-hmm. that, that wouldn't be safe. So we're supposed to uh, make sure that everything, all the development gets done in a way that everything is harmonious. Mm-hmm. That's a good word, harmonious. Right. I, I think about, as you, you're talking about it, I think of uh, a schematic or a drawing yes. or a map where you see the residential, mm-hmm. where you see commercial, you see landscape, you see all mm-hmm. kinds of things on the ground as if you're flying in the airplane. Mm-hmm. And it seems that a lot of towns and cities have a similar kind of, I guess, development plan mm-hmm. or a layout plan. How mm-hmm. common is planning the things that you do? How common is it across the country? Well, um, there's been, there's been, uh, 
some sort of planning and zoning in place for about 125 years in our country. Mm -hmm. The original uh, planning and zoning took place in bigger cities like New York and Chicago. Uh, as those, those places began to grow during the early part, the, the latter part of the uh, 19th century, the early part of the 20th, mm -hmm. 20th century, uh, as they began to grow and you had more people in one place, there began, began to be more conflicts. Mm -hmm. if you had slaughterhouses and uh, industrial uses that made a lot of noise and had mm -hmm. a lot of truck traffic and impacts that began to impact where people lived. So uh, communities came up with plans to try to try to make create a more harmonious city so mm -hmm. that you don't have one particular type of use interfering with people's enjoyment of their residential areas. So yeah. that's kind of how zoning originated and New York wrote the first uh, zoning ordinance in the United States and everybody else has kind of copied it in some way. There's, okay. there's, there's okay. no uh, there's no such real such thing as plagiarism when it when it comes to uh, zoning. Uh, New York was the original one and everybody all the other cities in the United States have pretty much just modeled their zoning after mm -hmm. after New York. I mean, mm -hmm. there, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of variations of zoning, but it all kind of, you kind of go back to the original zoning. Everything mm -hmm. kind of ties back to that. But mm -hmm. basically that, the underlying principle of that was the separation of uses to make sure that uh, your heavy industrial uses uh, were adequately separated and buffered from uh, from residential uses mm -hmm. so that you didn't have to worry about being awakened all night from loud uh, industrial processes. Industrial processes right. or roosters crowing. That's right, that's right. <laughs> or, you know, in, in the case, in some cases, I mean, we do have residential and uh, agricultural kind of goes together uh, to an extent, but to an extent. There, would, there would be some things that you wouldn't want to be living too close to, mm -hmm. like chicken houses or hog parlors and that sort of thing. So our, our zoning regulations do provide some order. For, yeah, for that. some order mm -hmm. and harmony. So people can live together and, as you said earlier, enjoy enjoy their lives. Right. Now, how did you get into planning and zoning? What's your background? What's the backstory? I have a master's degree in city planning from Georgia Tech, mm -hmm. and I've always... I, I, I've always been interested in government, and I, I, when I was in college, I was kind of torn between city management and city planning, and okay. I just gravitated towards city planning because that was the part of city management that I was more interested in. City management is a much broader field. You get into finance, you get into like services like fire and police mm -hmm. and so forth, but I, I was just more interested in the in the city planning aspect of it. So that's why I went into city planning instead of city management. Mm -hmm. So your background, you went to Georgia Tech. That's right. And did you immediately start into city planning or you kind of uh, crawled into it from another space? Well, my undergraduate degree was from University of Florida. and that was a that University was a, of Florida. Right. Okay. That was a bachelor's degree in political science. And then okay. went straight from... I graduated from University of Florida to my master's program at Georgia Tech in city planning. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I graduated, I, I did an internship uh, when I was uh, during my, my, between my first and second year at Georgia Tech. And I worked for a regional commission in Augusta, which is okay. like the coastal regional commission that we have here in Darien. Mm -hmm. And I, I enjoyed that work. And uh, so when I when I graduated from Georgia Tech, I took a position with them and worked, worked for them for six years. I was okay. able to work in... Uh, smaller communities around Augusta and was exposed to a whole lot of different areas, uh, uh, city plan, uh, comprehensive planning, uh, zoning, writing zoning ordinances and writing solid waste plans and different different kinds of aspects of planning. So mm -hmm. that's kind of where I, where I cut my teeth and then from there I moved on to Nashville. I worked in Nashville, oh. was head of their long range planning and transportation planning for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. 
And then after that, I moved back to South Carolina and uh, worked. I was a planning director for Anderson County in South Carolina for 12 years before I came. 12 here. years. Anderson County is that that's south of Myrtle Beach, south no. of Charleston. No, Anderson County is on the other end of South Carolina. It's on the I, I-85 corridor up in the Greenville area near near Clemson University. Okay, gotcha. It's about halfway between Atlanta and Charlotte. Mm-hmm. So you've moved around. So you have a wealth of experience in this. But I want to ask you, how did you get to University of Florida from Hazelhurst, Georgia? I followed a girl down oh, there. Oh, no, here's the my, story. My, um, my high school girlfriend was from Florida, and, uh-huh. and her family lived near Gainesville. And okay. She wanted to move there, so that's that's where I moved to and enrolled at University of Florida. Uh, did you enjoy um, being in Florida during, during that time? I did. I, I, I really did enjoy it. My, my family, all of my family members, even my extended family, were all... University of Georgia Bulldog of fan. Course, so right? I was kind of a black sheep. Yes, you going were. I was going down that road and, and asked you. Yeah. I'm, I'm still a bit of an outcast. Yeah, I was going to ask you because because then you went to Georgia Tech yes, and didn't right. go to UGA. And yeah, and, and and Georgia Georgia Tech Georgia 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 people don't hate Georgia Tech people the same way they hate Florida. Florida people. people. I'm a Florida person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, but my brother is a uh, UGA fan. I have a brother who even went to UGA. Mm -hmm. All right. So anyway, let's go back over Mm -hmm. to planning and zoning. So I want to ask, because a lot of people do not understand the planning and zoning. Um, Of course, I was exposed to this concept from working with the city of Hinesville Mm -hmm. and, you know, just... Um, soaking up mm-hmm. these kinds of things, right? Mm-hmm. But the average person, if the average person asked, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Or if you went to uh, one of the middle schools mm-hmm. and you were talking about what you do on mm-hmm. career day, how would you explain it? Well, um, we are, the, the city government, the city government uh, doesn't build much of anything. I mean, they build they build your fire department, they build your city hall, they build your police department. Mm-hmm. But uh, most of what gets built in the city is built by private citizens. Mm-hmm. Uh, your, your business buildings, your homes, everything, that's all built by private citizens. But the city does have an interest in making sure that the uh, everything is done in an orderly way, in a harmonious way, uh, so that it will, be, it will all be successful. If you make sure that you're neighborhoods are all uh, livable, then they will be successful and the values will be maintained and uh, the city will get taxes from that because it, the, it, will, it will all remain valuable. And you know, we all know that the city government gets, it's derives its uh, income from, mm-hmm. from taxes. Mm-hmm. So uh, the city has an interest in making sure that uh, development is ordinate, orderly and that our community is livable mm-hmm. so that people will want to live here and mm-hmm. uh, want to work here and, and pay their taxes and, and live their lives. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I look at different um, cities, mm-hmm. counties in southeast Georgia. Mm-hmm. Some grow, seem to grow mm-hmm. faster than others. Mm-hmm. What's the planning and zoning factor that uh, promotes growth? Mm-hmm. Well, uh Business definitely wants to. They want to be in an orderly area. They mm-hmm. want to. They want to know that um, number one that uh, there's there's some kind of plan, some kind of cohesive plan that uh, all the different types of uh, things that they need will, will all come together. Mm-hmm. Uh, cities are required to provide water and sewer service, so that's a that's a big component. And uh, of course, you need to be able to uh, to fund that. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, city of Hinesville, for instance, or the city of Midway, 
they're able to uh, invest money into expanding their water and sewer systems only to the extent that they know that people are going to be there to buy them. Oh, you yes. can't just spend millions of dollars and not have any customers there to buy that and help help you pay back the investment for building that. Mm-hmm. So that's why there's some areas like, like the Savannah area. Savannah is kind of a robust economy. There's a lot going on. So they're able to uh, invest in infrastructure and expand extend extend their water lines and sewer lines and their police and fire services out further and further out mm-hmm. from the city because they know that there will be development there that will tap onto those water and sewer lines and pay their water bills and mm-hmm. that will help them pay back the loans that they got to um, build the, the, the extra water wells and water mm-hmm. towers and things that they need. So growth produces growth is what That's I just right. heard you say. That's right. That's exactly what, what mm. it takes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a, a lot. I have to go back to conversations I've had with just regular people like myself who mm-hmm. who are wondering, okay, well, why don't we have this here? Mm-hmm. Or why don't we have that? Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for us to understand planning and zoning mm-hmm. so we'll have some information to know why we have certain mm-hmm. things and why we don't have certain mm-hmm. things. And so um, how do you, as the director of planning mm-hmm. and zoning, how do you collaborate with these multiple cities? You've got Midway, City of Midway, City of Hinesville, mm-hmm. City of Wartharville, City of Riceboro, mm-hmm. City of Allenhurst. Yes, you do. City, a good job. city of Flemington. <laughs> city of Flemington, that's right. That's six cities, yeah. And you left out Gumbrett. So that, and the only City of Gumbrett. That's right. So that's, we that's got seven, seven cities and the unincorporated county. That's right. Yeah. So how do you collaborate? How do you collaborate this big picture? of planning and zoning for all of these areas? It's a challenge. I mean, we, we do have eight different local governments that we work for. So my, my bosses here at the uh, Liberty Consolidated Planning Commission, my board is not is uh, uh, seven mayors and the county commission chairman. You, oh, that's you know, right. You have a board. That's right. You, you have to be elected to our board. And uh, getting elected to our board means you either get elected to one of our seven uh, mayors of our city, our cities, or you, you get elected to the county commission chairman. Those eight people are the people that are our board of directors and make all the decisions for the Liberty Consolidated Planning Commission. Okay, so that, I'm glad I asked that. Yes. Because it's mm-hmm. not like you're sitting here saying, oh, we're going to do that, we're yeah. not doing this. You've got yeah. a board of yeah. mayors elected yeah, officials. On, if you want to be on the LCPC governing board, you got to get yourself elected to the mayor of one of our cities <laughs> or be the county commission chairman. Okay, so, all right, I'm glad mm-hmm. I asked that question because that's, that's where the feedback and collaboration comes from. Mm-hmm. And from the board of these mm-hmm. elected officials. So they're bringing the mm-hmm. interest of their constituents That's to the right. table. That's right. Their issues or whatever. That's right. um, whatever the needs are, they're bringing it to the table. That's right. And then you operate under a code. I think, as you were saying, zoning codes and statutes. We do. And, and, and for the... We've, we've been, LCPC has been in place for almost 20 years. We mm-hmm. were stood up at the end of t- uh, 2004. That's so, not a long time ago. I know. And, and, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, it's not a long time. But uh, we, when we started, we had, um, we had at least uh, six different ordinances because Liberty County's got a zoning ordinance or got development ordinances. Hinesville's got development ordinances, and the other cities have got some variation of those. So when, when, you, when you're a new a new planner or coming to work for the LCPC, you got a bunch of books to look at. Yes. And somebody asks you, well, what's the rules for this? Well, it depends on where you are. If you're located in Flemington city limits, you got one set of rules, but if you're located in 
uh, Midway Cement, she, uh, City Limits, she got another set of rules. Mm. So it can get kind of complicated. But mm. um, in the last in the last three or four years, we've been working on creating a unified development ordinance. And okay. that's something that we were commissioned with a long time ago when we were first created, but it's taken a long time to do because there wasn't a whole lot of agreement uh, in the early days. And then when, we, when there was agreement, there was still, it's just a lot of technical work to pull it all together. So now... Uh, we're in the process. This month, we've been going around the county, and we've, we've gotten six of our eight governments to adopt a, a new unified development. Oh, code. I heard you say that. And the we've board. got two more. Yeah. We've got Gumbrench on um, this coming Monday night, and then Ultraville will be at the, the last week of the month. And mm -hmm. we'll, we will have all of our governments will have adopted that. So on July the first, we'll have a, U, a new unified development ordinance that, where all of our seven cities in the county will all be using the same uh, development rules. So. And what would that do for, I understand what it will do across the board mm -hmm. for leadership. Mm -hmm. What what does it do for John and Mary mm -hmm. Doe? Mm -hmm. um, how would that impact them if it would in terms of, mm -hmm. hey, I want to build something. How does that hit the ground? What's the, the effect or the feeling of it when it hits the ground? Well, the unification really helps in terms of economic development because we have a common set of rules. It's easier for developers to understand. It's easier for our officials to understand. Mm -hmm. But from the, from the individual person, John Doe, who lives in Hinesville or Midway or somewhere, the, I, I guess the big benefit of the Unified Development Ordinance is it's just it's updating the, the, the development ordinances that we have. Our, our development ordinances were all created in about 1975, about the time that Fort Stewart was uh, beginning mm. the buildup. And you know, we've changed a lot in the last 50 years in the way we live and work. And mm -hmm. uh, our ordinances needed a little bit of updating. So mm -hmm. uh, that's that's one benefit that we have in this, this new unified development ordinances. And not only is it unified and everybody's got the same mm -hmm. set of regulations, but We've kind of brought them up with the times from, mm -hmm. from 1975 to now. 1975 so, to now. Yeah. That's important to have a common picture. That's Everybody right. has a common picture. Right. And I think about elected officials, you have to be an expert on codes and planning mm -hmm. and all of these things. And mm -hmm. then I think part of what you're doing is educating them because some, right. perhaps some are new That's right. to governing, mm -hmm. leadership. Mm -hmm. um, they were just inspired to say, I want to participate in the process and be mayor or something, right? right. Most of, most of our, our mayors and, and elected officials in Liberty County have other jobs. They've mm -hmm. got day jobs and the mayor or the city council position is just an extra service position mm -hmm. that they've, they've enlisted in. So, you know, if you spent your life as a public accountant, uh, you know, you're not going to be an expert in engineering or, or zoning. So yeah. there, there's there's a learning process. Yeah, that, that's a challenge for you, I can right. imagine. Um, mm -hmm. But in the years I've known you, you always have a calm spirit. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on, in, but you always have a calm spirit, mm -hmm. of a patient spirit. Um, so even when, you know, they're like, pow, 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 pow yes, you always yeah. have a, a calm, um, we want to have understanding spirit. You always have that spirit. Well, it's public policy and you've got to, you got to be patient with, with people when you're, when you're making decisions that are public policy. It's, it's a public decision. It's not what Jeff wants or it's not what any individual wants. It's what we collectively want and what we can agree on. Yeah, so. that's important. That is an important mm -hmm. principle mm -hmm. to live by. Mm -hmm. I think that's an important principle to live by. So let's just jump into your, your talk about your staff and the mm -hmm. kind of work your staff does to help you um, help the 
the different mm -hmm. municipalities and uh, constituents. Mm -hmm. Well, we do have a we have a diversified staff. Uh, I, I've, I'm fortunate to have a number of people who are from Liberty County, and mm -hmm. that helps, especially when you've got a retail counter like we have here. People come in all the time wanting a permit for. You know, it might be something like a backyard shed, or it might be something like a big subdivision. But they come here for they it. Come here. Oh, they come here. They start here okay. to, to make sure that the zoning is okay for that, okay. or that you know, you know, that they're meeting whatever the setback requirements are. So, this is this is generally where the development starts. So they come in here, and it's just good to have people who are from here, who went to school here, and you might know them, you might know their mother or somebody like that. So it's always good to That's have a good. familiar face when yeah. you come in here. But yeah. in addition to that, we've got, we've got different disciplines at work here as well. Okay. I've, got a, uh, I've got a civil engineer here who's a, who's a professional engineer mm -hmm. who looks at all, who does all the site planning that we do. Like you come in with a subdivision or you come in with a new shopping center. Um, she understands the building process. She understands our local regulations. She can review what they're proposing mm -hmm. to do against the city or the county's regulations. And you know, we wind up with you know the adequate number of parking, the handicap access, and all the things that you know proper lighting and landscaping, all the things that you need to have. The number of trees. Because that's important too, right? That's right. Uh, so you know, she's she's a professional engineer who looks at site planning, and then once we approve a site plan, okay. then I've got a professional uh, inspector uh, who's, who's been who's an army veteran and 40 years of experience in construction who goes out and makes sure that those things works with the contractors to make sure that that building or that subdivision gets built according to that approved plan mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. you know you got to you got to um, make sure that it, that it meets the standard but you also got to follow up and make sure that uh, that person builds it building because that could be a, a huge potential problem that's right Trust but verify. You you got to go out and, and and have boots on the ground and make sure that you're you got your eyes on the project to make sure. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the stuff that we do is buried. I mean, you got pipes, water pipes, and sewer yeah. pipes. If you're not out there when they're installed, you have no idea of of knowing whether it's been done correctly. So it's important to have an inspector uh, on on the ground looking mm -hmm. at things as they're getting built. Mm -hmm. And in addition to that, we've got our uh, administrative people. I've got, a, I've got a planner here who's got some knowledge in planning. I've got a, a zoning administrator who understands our ordinances and the processes that have to be, and, mm -hmm. and approvals that have to you go through in order to get something permitted to, to be built. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, we've got the administrative person. I've got, a, I've got an executive assistant here who uh, is in charge of, I think the last time I counted, she's got seven different boards that she Ooh, takes wow. care of. She's got our governing board. She takes care of the minutes of them and convenes their meetings. She also uh, is the, uh, I guess, the witness for the planning commission. She has to write down all their minutes. And uh, we've got a, um, an MPO, which is the Metropolitan Transportation Planning Group, who mm -hmm. does all the road planning. We've got three different subcommittees of that. So. All those committees uh, have regular meetings, they have minutes, and you have to keep those records because it's all public records. All public records. People can uh, give you a freedom of information request anytime, and you've got to be able to provide uh, you know, whatever whatever they want as far as the, the meeting minutes for those, those mm -hmm. groups. Mm -hmm. So 
meetings, we, a big part of what we do here is meetings. meetings. We, we facilitate various meetings of different interest groups mm -hmm. and keep records of that. Mm, documenting what's been uh, decided, discussed, and all those things. Mm -hmm. In your time, you've been uh, planning and zoning director for twelve years. Ten years. Ten years. In so fact, this weekend, uh, I think I think Sunday will be the tenth, uh, my tenth anniversary of being here. Ten uh, years as a director. As director, mm -hmm. you've seen a lot. Yes, you've seen a lot of growth. Mm -hmm. Uh, what's been over the 10 year span of time? Because there's a lot that has happened in 10 mm -hmm. years, a lot mm -hmm. of growth in the county. Mm -hmm. Over the span of the 10 years that you have been at the helm, if mm -hmm. I may say, mm -hmm. um, what kind of, uh, what have you really enjoyed the most about the development that you've seen? I think the change, um, the, the, uh, it's, it's been a, a busy time and an interesting time in Hinesville that during the past 10 years. We've seen a uh, we were coming just coming out of the Great Recession when I took the job yes. here. So we've seen a tremendous amount of residential development. We've mm -hmm. had some major new subdivisions get built. And as part of that and part of the uh, residential development that happened during the previous decade, during the between, between 2000 and 2010, we kind of got the attention of commercial uh, developers around the country. And we've, we've seen a, just a tremendous amount of commercial development since 2013, since, since during my time here, uh, we've had the Oglethorpe Square Shopping Center, mm -hmm. which is a very large commercial development. We've had uh, some, a couple of neighborhood Walmart uh, shopping centers, who, mm -hmm. who, which have been wildly successful. Uh, we've had a, just just a whole long list of uh, franchise restaurants that have that have come in, uh, and um, you know, we at at one point, like I guess around the 2000. 11 2012 time frame there was concern in our community that we didn't have enough retail and they even they even hired a company to come in i think they were called retail strategies or something like that and they came in and they did some studies about what we can do to try to entice and get the attention of, of um, retail type mm -hmm. uses and apparently that must have spurred something because oh, okay. uh, we certainly uh, have seen a lot of retail and restaurant development during mm. the last several years. So bringing in the retail strategies consultants or our group mm -hmm. was useful. I think it was. I mean, it was a joint effort between the the development authority, the Liberty County Development Authority, the uh, Hinesville Development Authority, and I think the Chamber of Commerce was involved in that as well. Mm -hmm. There was like three different entities that did that. They came in and they, um, they kind of I think they were kind of a catalyst to get it started. And once mm -hmm. it got started, it built upon itself. And, mm -hmm. and once people started locating their businesses here, I think it kind of got the attention of other development uh, mm. companies and kind of built upon itself. Mm -hmm. I think that an initiative like that mm -hmm. could have been scoffed at yeah. during that time. It, and it was. There were some people that said, hey, what, what came out of this? You know, that... The, the city, the, um, the the county, and the chamber all went in on this and what really came out of it. And, you know, it was kind of slow to get started. But once it got started, mm -hmm. it really built some momentum mm -hmm. quickly. And I, I don't know that um, I don't know that everybody would give that initiative credit. But I, I think I think credit some credit is due, is due to, to that to, as, as being the initial catalyst to, mm -hmm. to get people's attention. Mm -hmm. That's a great idea. And I think about some other areas mm -hmm. I won't name any, mm -hmm. but some other areas that have more housetops, mm -hmm. just constant mm -hmm. housetops. Um, as a planner, mm -hmm. is that a good thing to have 
an, a, which seems to be an overabundance of ho- mm-hmm. housetops and not services. Is That's that a good thing or a paralyzing thing? I don't think it's a good thing. I, I think you need to have balanced growth. You, If you wind up with just a bedroom community with nothing but houses, those people are going to need to get services from somewhere. They're going to need to, uh, they're going to, want to go to restaurants, mm-hmm. they're going to need rack cleaning, they're going to need whatever services, grocery stores or whatever. They're going to have to drive to wherever they can get that. So if, if your whole community has nothing but uh, residential rooftops in it, then they're going to be driving over to the next community to get those things mm-hmm. that they need because you can't, you can't live without your basic you cannot, supplies you cannot. and services. Right. And so then the places they drive to yes. have the splast. That's right. Or the yep. e-splast or the T-splast, right? That's right. Yeah. Where, and all those things. And all those splast things yeah. where that money is yes. coming into the next. That's right. It's just adding to what this uh, area, for example, Liberty County has. Mm-hmm. And there's more money come, comes here from right. other people driving in to mm-hmm. spend their money. And, and not only that, not only do you lose that tax base to whatever that neighboring community is that does have the commercial but you're also clogging your roads with everybody getting in the cars and having to go to wherever they need to go to get that. And then and everybody's going to be going to the same place and, and probably at the same time, and it just creates traffic problems. Yes, it does. Um, and it doesn't, it, and it, it's kind of a hurtful thing for the, um, the people who own the homes in these bedroom communities that they have to drive out with sure. themselves and their children, their That's families, right. to That's seek right. out other resources and outlets Mm. for entertainment and services, stores, Walmarts, and things like that. Mm. Um, And I'm sure that's a common, I guess not common, but I'm sure that's a a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not an anomaly in just Southeast Georgia, Mm -hmm. but probably other parts of the country as well. And you probably wouldn't want to be the planner, the planning and zoning director for those kinds of places i don't no, know i don't think so I don't think, I, I, i've enjoyed the balance that we've seen here in, yeah in Hineville, yeah County. it could because you see the um the you see the outcome mm-hmm. from your labor and the mm-hmm. work that you're doing you see mm-hmm. you see outputs from that mm-hmm. and that's a great thing speaking of outputs mm-hmm. what what are some um developments that are are coming because i've heard there's a olive garden olive garden yes Publix. olive garden was uh Olive Garden and Aldi's were both going to come to a shopping center on Oglethorpe Highway. That shopping center kind of got paused. They were having some financial issues trying to get the whole financial piece of it together. So mm. it's a bit paused, but uh, Publix is still moving forward, uh, and Publix is in Flemington. It's, it's near Flemington. Village so Boulevard. exactly where in Flemington will the new Publix be built? It's going to be... Um, Right before you get to Mike Reed, if you're headed out toward uh, from Hinesville toward Flemington, it's it's the there's a a road that goes uh, back into the right over uh, behind Mike Reed Chevrolet. Mm. That, that would be the location. There's a big big crack right on the corner of that, and that's where it would be going. What's the estimated uh, completion date of Publix? I don't know. They are we've approved our engineer that we talked about yes. has already approved the plan. So it's just a matter of when they when their contractor is ready to break ground and get started on it. Okay, okay. Because your part is site plan approval, inspector making right. sure that the developer builder is building it according to That's the right. specs. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And so what else? Publix. Publix. Uh, there's a uh, we we talked with Chick Fil A about. A second location in Hinesville, directly across that side street, Flemington Village Boulevard, from the Publix. So 
Uh, we've talked with them about that, and we've, we've given them a good bit of input on mm-hmm. their site planning. Uh, we've talked with a um, with a hotel look, uh, that wishes to locate right behind the Publix. A hotel? A, a new hotel? A new hotel, like an extended stay hotel. Oh, okay. And then uh, right behind that, there's some big ponds, but on the other side of that, uh, we have a, a local developer that wants to put in about 300 apartment units before wow. you get to all those single-family neighborhoods on back in there. At Flemington Village Boulevard, it goes a good way back in there. In fact, it goes it goes from Flemington back into Hinesville, into the city of Hinesville. Flemington so, Village Boulevard. Yes, I've good. never heard of that. It's a uh, if you if you're going if you're going uh, out of Hinesville into Flemington and you go past uh, Panera Bread yes. and turn to go to the school, it's the first road on the right when you when you pass Panera Bread. Okay. okay. It's a relatively new road. They built it about. Uh, maybe five or six years ago. And their homes back their there. Their homes back okay, there, okay. single-family homes. But all the front is just open fields. Well, on on the if, if you turn that road, on the left side would be the, the proposed public, and on the right side would be the Chick-fil-A. Okay, okay, okay. Another so that, Chick-fil-A. So that whole development is really beginning to fill in. The, the front commercial areas are beginning to fill in. And, of course, the, they've been building houses back there in the mm-hmm. back of it for a long time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Flemington is attracting a lot of uh, it businesses. It has. And, you know, it's kind of on the uh, on, it's on the Savannah side of Hinesville, so that, that makes it more... Uh, more conducive for people who are like one or both of them living. I mean, work in Savannah, and you can kind of it's easier mm-hmm. to get to Savannah without having to drive all the way through the mm-hmm. city. For sure, for sure. And so there'll be there's a proposal for additional apartments. I think there you said is. 320 apartments. About 300 new apartments on as part of that Flemington Village Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And then of course you, you everybody in town is aware of the Flemington Curve project with all the uh, construction burials out no, there. No, no. So what's happening there? Right there at the Parkers, they're they're putting in a traffic signal, and they've been digging up the front yard of uh, of uh, Flemington City Hall for the last several months. Okay. But they're kind of straightening out that that road there, and they're going to have there's going to be a three-way intersection there on on the Hinesville side of Parker's and with the traffic light and of course you know they've been they've been underbrushing and clearing the other side of mm-hmm. that curve over there and as soon as that light gets in there I'm pretty sure that somebody will take down the property that's been for sale on the on the other side and make it a four-way uh, yes. Traffic signals. Yeah, and that's that, going to be helpful. Probably be a commercial development on yeah. the on the inside of that curve, on the mm-hmm. op- opposite of Parker's. Of Parker's, mm-hmm. that traffic light is going to help with uh, safety. It will it in will. that area because yeah. if you drive, of course, I don't drive that area mm-hmm. too often. I'm going in the other direction, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of traffic on um, Highway 84, Oglethorpe Highway, mm-hmm. in the afternoons. Mm-hmm. Um, even until after 6 p.m., there's a lot yes. of traffic. Yes, that's that that intersection there that they're putting the traffic light at at Parker's is a major access to the to the back employment areas of Fort Stewart. So yes. there's a lot of uh, Fort Stewart people that go through that intersection. But you're right, uh, traffic begins to back up at General Stewart, and it backs up to and around the curve. Mm-hmm. So this light will kind of help platoon that so it won't so the traffic can keep moving and not mm-hmm. just get into a, a big gridlock yeah yeah so the traffic lights are dot That's right. not county a That's lot of people right. think traffic lights are of city and county yes. responsibilities mm-hmm. but they're not correct there's only one traffic light in in our in liberty county that is a uh, the city responsibility and that would be the one 
actually there's two of them. There's, there's the one at MLK in Maine and the one at Henry in Maine, and all the rest of them are on the state highway system and mm. maintained by GDOT. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so what else is coming to, to Liberty County? Uh, well, we, we're still getting a lot of new subdivisions. We've got a major new subdivision. Uh, Griffin Park was a subdivision that was uh, started about 15 years ago, and mm-hmm. we just approved the last lots in there. So Griffin Park is going to um, be completed at about 700 uh, housing units. But there's another development on the other side of Griffin Park, between Griffin Park and Fort Stewart, uh, that will be another seven or 800 units. So that's going to be another major neighborhood neighborhood off of Live Oak Church Road. Oh, so there's an additional subdivision coming to Live Oak Church Road. Off of Live Oak Church Road. Past Griffin Park. That's right, past Griffin Park. It'd be between, located between Griffin Park and Fort Stewart Boundary. Wow. And there's another seven or 800 units that will be part of that. And 800 houses? Yeah, that's, right. that's right. So you've already mentioned a thousand, mm-hmm. over a thousand new dwellings, I guess I that's can right. say, coming to Liberty County. That's right. I know you've heard, you, you've been in rooms mm-hmm. where affordable housing mm-hmm. keeps coming up. Mm-hmm. And what is the definition of affordable housing? I think it's important to talk about the definition of affordable housing because affor- uh, affordability is a mm-hmm. personal economy mm-hmm. um, thing. But what's the definition of mm-hmm. affordable housing? It's, it's a... It's a federally defined thing. It's, it's, it's a certain percentage of the median family income in the mm-hmm. area, and I'm not sure what the current number is, but it's it's um, it's a good bit less than what these market rate houses are. And for, uh, Liberty County has a has a relatively high housing cost here, and, mm-hmm. and part of that's because of the the BAH that Fort Stewart provides all of their um, all of their soldiers. You know, each one gets about fourteen hundred dollars a month. Uh, mm-hmm. for housing allowance and you know they, they convert that into buying a house from mm-hmm. one of our local developers and that's kind of sets uh, that sets the price and that if, impacts if got, the market if you've got fourteen hundred dollars to spend on the houses they're going to they're going to give you something that where the mortgage comes out to about fourteen hundred dollars exactly and, and that sets the that sets the, the housing prices here and mm-hmm. you know everybody doesn't get a ba at bah so therefore you know affordability becomes a problem if, if, if for those people who don't get mm-hmm. the BAH. Mm-hmm. And so people will say, that's not fair, that's right. but that's how the market works, that's correct? Right. That's right. That's how right. the market works. That's right. Same thing is happening. So you can go to uh, Pooler, Richmond mm-hmm. Hill, you can go to Lone County, mm-hmm. I would venture to say, and you get the same kind of impact, perhaps Brunswick, mm-hmm. Kingsland. Right. Uh, it, it's based on income, the average incomes, right? That's right. That's right. So affordability comes incomes, incomes um, have grown. They've, they've grown in the last decade or so, but they haven't grown as fast as the cost of housing has grown, especially mm-hmm. in these last few years of inflationary pressure uh, nationwide. Mm-hmm. So as, as housing has continued to grow up, wages haven't kept up. So affordable housing has become virtually a crisis at this point a crisis. Nation, nationwide. It's not just unique to us. It's, mm-hmm. it's throughout the country. Excuse me. And um, oh, what was I going to... Uh, we were talking affordable housing, but I was also going to talk about supply and demand because mm-hmm. obviously there's a demand mm-hmm. for these houses, mm-hmm. these kinds of houses that are coming up. So if there's a demand for it, there's going to be a supply for it. That's right. Some basic um, economics, and right? Market forces as well. Uh, uh, and one, one answer that 
didn't I, I see coming and there's been interest from all of our developers and even new developers about uh, trying to do smaller lots and that we've been seeing that trend over the past decade the lots keep getting smaller and smaller and I'm, I'm told that people aren't really wanting people of this era are not wanting the same half acre lots that people right. in the 70s and 80s want mm -hmm. they're wanting less land they don't want to spend their saturdays doing yard work they mm -hmm. want to be doing other things mm -hmm. like going to the beach or whatever they do mm -hmm. so uh, lots lot sizes are getting smaller but the houses are not i mean the houses are staying relatively relatively the same or if not getting a little bigger but then you know they building we've, up we've, we've seen a we've seen a, a transition toward two-story houses in our area instead of one story but the lots have, have gotten proportionately smaller. Mm. And, and more recently, one of the most recent phenomenons that we've seen is uh, there's, the developers have taken a keen interest in townhomes. And townhomes haven't traditionally sold that well in the Hinesville area, but they, there seems to be a bet now that townhomes town are, are going to Making become, a comeback. Are going to make a comeback. Along so. with um, HOA fees? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that that's that's another part of the lifestyle of, of younger people who are interested in doing other things other than their yard work. Working if, on their houses. If you pay that HOA, HOA fee, that's, that's somebody to come uh, yeah. pressure wash your building and, and mow your lawn, and you, you don't have to do that on your weekend. So I think that might be just a lifestyle choice that some right, people are, right, are looking right. at doing. Yeah. Yeah, the differences of 1975 yeah. and 2023 yeah. and just um, beyond, just yeah. the preferences of people for their lifestyle. Yeah. And younger people are wanting to do other things besides that kind of uh, those chores on Saturday. And then older people aren't able or, or willing to do that anymore. <laughs> right. So, you know, that's that's kind of leaving some of that, that that's change right. and, and housing housing preferences. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those, that, those are important points. Mm -hmm. Uh, so Aldi, I think you mentioned Aldi. A Aldi. A -L -A -L -D -I. A -L -D -I yeah. is yeah. coming up on next to Diversity Health Center. Is that where it's coming up? Um, highway across from McDonald's on Highway eighty four, Oglethorpe. No, no, they Aldi has not has not selected the site yet. We <gasps> they, they were just they were just one of the tenants in the mix for uh, the other big shopping center out out on Oglethorpe beyond oh, Oglethorpe Square. Okay, okay. The one that's going across from uh, between Diversity and McDonald's is a Jet Food store. Jet it's, Food store. It's, it's a big convenience store, and uh, but it's still a convenience store. They they got a lot of gas pumps and just basically uh, um, like a Parker's. Like a Parker's. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Okay. And um, then there's other two, two other new convenience stores that are coming. Uh, they're called Wawa, and that's mm -hmm. a, kind of a, a national chain as mm -hmm. well. One is going at the corner of um, General Stewart and Highway 84, where Larry Golden's accounting office is. Oh, yeah, yeah, at the light there. That's right. Yeah. And the other one is going at the corner of Veterans Parkway and E.G. Miles, where the old cigar shop used to be, a Western ah. store cigar shop. Okay. Okay, so as you come up to, on Highway uh, 196 EG Miles, you right. come up to the light. That's right. To turn left or right on Veterans Parkway, right. on the corner on the right That's is right. where That's there's right. going to be a Wawa. Yes, on the, if you're coming into Hinesville, it'd be on the right before mm -hmm. you cross over Veterans Parkway. Yeah, yeah, okay, mm -hmm. okay. Uh, anything else that we, we could uh, expect to see in Liberty County? In Liberty County, I mean, we've we mostly been talking about Hinesville, but when you get into Liberty County, and in particular Midway, there's been a lot of interest in Midway lately. We've recently approved a, a major travel center 
uh, right before between in, in Midway, right before you get to the McDonald's there at, at exit seventy six. Bucky's? Is it going to be Bucky's? It's not Bucky's. No, we. <laughs> so we you're familiar with Bucky's? Bucky's. <laughs> not in line for a Bucky's, but okay. it's still going to be a pretty large travel center. Okay. Nonetheless, and uh, in addition to that, uh, there's been some pretty significant warehouse development that's mm. going on just beyond exit seventy six. Okay, in the, the industrial. Right some in the area? industrial park and. Um, some immediately to the right, on the right as you cross over the, the exit 76. Mm-hmm. A, couple of, a couple of fairly major industrial buildings mm-hmm. coming in off of that mm-hmm. side. I know we've um, heard about Hyundai coming yes. to Liberty County, mm-hmm. Hyundai plant. Well, the Hyundai plant is coming into Savannah over in the, um, on the I-16 corridor. Okay. In the Pooler, Effingham area of Savannah, but uh, we're going to get a lot of spillover from that. There, there will be a lot of uh, suppliers that supply, you know, plastic parts or some kind of part mm-hmm. that goes into this, this new Hyundai vehicle. So mm-hmm. they're, they're going to be located around the, around the major plant that's going in over there off of I-16. Okay, so we could see some growth we'll over in the industrial we'll, we'll area. We'll see some spillover growth from mm-hmm. that in our industrial area. There'll probably be some warehousing uh, as part of that, and there may be some production mm-hmm. that supports that Hyundai facility. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are not aware of the industrial park in Liberty mm-hmm. County mm-hmm. and aware of the several mm-hmm. businesses that are down there, are. down there. Can you speak to the some of the names of those? Um... The Liberty County Development Authority developed that park about 20 years ago, and they've been very successful in getting... Uh, mostly warehousing and distribution type uses. There's, um, there's a couple thousand acres of, of land that the Development Authority uh, had, had developed. Uh, they've got a Target distribution center that's uh, like a southeastern distribution center for all the Target stores. Mm. They've got a Tire Rack distribution center. That, you know, tire Rack is a big uh, distributor of tires, various mm-hmm. brands of tires. Mm-hmm. They've got a um, company that used to be Firth Brixen and they've changed hands a few times. I don't remember what the name of the company is now, but they make uh, components for, I think, tanks or something, some mm. kind of military type oh, of okay. component. Okay. It's, it's a heavy metal processing uh, type business. Then we've got Hankook Tires. They're also a tire distributor. There is... Um, Hawker Furniture. Hooker, yeah. Hooker, Hooker, Hooker furniture. furniture. That's right. And they're, High they're, end furnishing yes, company, I hear. They're a giant warehousing mm. facility. And um, there's a couple other smaller mm-hmm. um, businesses and, and a couple of, like, some, there's, there's a power sports, like an outdoor power sports equipment or something. Out there. Place out there as out well. Out there. How familiar are you with Liberty Transit and what's. Um, uh, what kind of growth is on the table for the transportation piece going out to um, those areas in Midway where the industry is growing? Liberty Transit is not currently going out to Midway. The mm-hmm. uh, Coastal Regional Coaches, which is a regional run by the Regional Commission, uh, is the transit provider for that area. Liberty Transit is focused on Hinesville, Flemington, and Waterville. That's, okay. That's the extent okay, of their that's service. The focus. And, and Fort Stewart. So that's the extent of their service area. Mm-hmm. And they're currently in the, in the process of updating their transit development plan. So they're trying to refine that and try to inc- uh, promote growth in their ridership and mm-hmm. trying to make their their routes more efficient. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Listen, we're running out of time, so I'm going to give you the last word for... Okay. 
anything I haven't asked about that you think I want to know? No, I'm kidding. But just kind of close us out. Well, we are going to, uh, as soon as I told you we were working on the Unified Development uh, Ordinance, and that's going to be effective July the 1st. Mm -hmm. And once that, is, once that project is complete, we're going to immediately begin working on our comprehensive plan for all of Liberty County. And uh, in order to do that, you can't really talk about everything at one time. Yeah. So we divide, we divide Liberty County into 12 distinct geographic communities, and we go out and have meetings in those 12 okay. communities okay. with and invite all the public to come that's in and good. give us input on how they'd like to see our community grow in the future. So that's going to be something we're going to be working on pretty hard uh, for the next couple of years. And we hope people will uh, be stay tuned for our announcements and come and participate in our meetings. Most definitely. Like to see us grow. Most definitely, because that's important. Because we, we didn't spend a lot of time on it, but we did talk about John and Mary Doe could come in yeah. and get a permit. They need to get a permit for yes. building something. That's right. Don't start building it and then ask questions later, right? You got to yeah. come in and find out the information you need to know. That's right. That's okay. Right. Well, thank you for giving us information we need to know. You're welcome. Uh, if you're just tuning in to Conversations with Daisy Jones, I have been talking with Jeff Ricketson. He is the director of the Liberty County Planning and Zoning Commission for the last 10 years. We've been talking about growth in Liberty County. We've been talking about a number of things. If you have not uh, stayed with us during this conversation, you've got to go over to conversationswithdaisyjones.com and listen to the replay. As always, I say that um, in these days of ever-evolving technology, remember that a conversation is still the most powerful communication on the planet. Make it a great day. And remember, if you want to find out more about the Liberty County Planning and Zoning Commission, just go online, Liberty County Planning and Zoning, and find out more, learn more about your community and uh, the role of the planning and zoning. So stick around next time right here on 94.9, 106.3 from the heart of Hinesville. We'll talk next time right here on Conversations with Daisy Jones. 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 Hey, let's talk a while. She the community voice with a big old smile. If you want that truth, don't touch the dial. If you want that truth, don't touch the dial. Community resource for number one. She's the best when it's all said and done. So go ahead, call on the phone, man, you're live on the mic with Daisy Jones, so let it not miss you, yeah. Better than the magazine, bringing life to the issue. Having these talks that'll bless you, every conversation will address you. Every word tastes good like blessed food, this show gon' bless you. So get on the phone, have a conversation with Daisy Jones. Let's go!